This is Katie and Kate Carbondale. Support for Geek Speak on KDK comes from Louis the Computer Guy providing PC and Mac repair, networking support, tutoring, and web design. Secure, informed, and connected. 970-948-7992. I'm your host, Matt McBear from Roaring Fork Help Desk in studio with Louis the Computer Guy and Modern Marty. Hello. How's it going? All right. Um, I get the comfy chair today. Get the comfy chair. Yeah. Yeah. So did you uh, pull up that review yet, Matt? Which one? Um, this, uh, the review of, uh, the radio show called Geek Speak. No, I haven't seen it. Okay. Here it is. This is courtesy of Jet, Chat GPT. Back in the wormhole. You know, I didn't throw any interesting modifiers in there. Should I, uh... Let's do the first two paragraphs and see where okay, we get to. Right. Geek Speak is a radio show that caters to the tech-savvy community, providing an engaging and informative platform for discussions on all things geeky. As an avid tech enthusiast, I've been a dedicated listener of this show for quite some time, and I must say, it never fails to impress. Hosted by a dynamic duo of tech gurus, Geek Speak brings together a perfect blend of knowledge, humor, and passion for all things geek. The host's expertise shines through as they delve into various topics, ranging from the latest gadgets and emerging technologies to video games and science fiction movies. Okay, that's pretty good. Very impressive. I can't so remember. So what, what, what was the prompt? I can't remember the last time we talked about science fiction movies. Can, uh, we did, can you? Yeah, we talked about uh, 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 Dark Star okay. about uh, maybe two or three months ago. Okay, so, so ChatGPT is listening. Apparently. Um, I basically said uh, um, I, the prompt was uh, write a review of the radio show Geek Speak. So, as always, you're listening to Geek Speak on KDNK, 970-963-2976. Please call in. That's right. And if you want uh, ChatGPT to write something for you, we'll, we'll we, make it write it for you. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, I, uh, I've been having some fun with this. Um, I've also seen, though, that um, it does have its limitations. Uh, it does have a, a distinctly non-human lack of luster to it <laughs> and it definitely when it comes to writing songs it's definitely working from a template uh, it's got a you know it, it's I, I suppose i should say write a five verse song because it always writes three verses and it you know it's always uh you know verse chorus verse chorus bridge verse chorus outro or a- actually intro verse chorus verse chorus bridge verse chorus outro so so it's always that formula Pretty yeah, in, unless you you know I, I haven't tried going in and saying you know write um, you know write in in the style of Inagata Davida um, a song about um, geek speak, <laughs> which, which we'll we'll do. Y'all stick around at the end of the show. We'll do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is this is what we call a tease. Um, we'll get you to come back and and listen to that when we get there. Um, anyway. Um, Never a dull day in the tech tech blogosphere, right? Yeah, it's the world of prompt. You know, Louis, one of my tech guys. Because I was talking about talking about a little downtime, so maybe I'll dive into some of this. And he recommended a book called "Go Prompt Yourself" by Matt Westgate, the definitive guide to uh, AI prompting to get your results. Oh, that's a great that's a great topic. Yeah, I mean, how meta can you get? You know? Yeah, you have to. You have to figure out how to ask the AI 
to give you the result that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. But then, arguably, arguably um, you know, we have a common friend, Matt and I do, who basically when people ask him what he does for a living, he responds, I Google, I Google things for people. And I've pretty much... <laughs> I've, yeah, it's pretty much I've, my job description. I've, I've adopted that as well, <laughs> you know, um, because... It really is about the art of the Google, you know. It's um, coming up, you know, knowing how to construct a, a phrase yeah. that's... and knowing enough about the problem that's at hand to be able to mm-hmm. ask Google in a way that is technical enough to get the answer that you were looking for. Exactly. Yeah, you know, because you can get, you know, you can get too verbose. You know, if you, if you include, you need to include just the right number of details. Um, if you, and, and if you, like, happen to put in a keyword that is um, linked to some other completely non-connected topic, then all of a sudden you'll start getting a bunch of, you know, results that have nothing whatsoever to do with, you know, with what you're trying to Google, what you're trying to figure out. So um, anyway, let's see here. Yeah, so the the, uh, page for our listeners, um, uh, Googling enjoyment, it's not technically Googling, but... uh, the, uh, if you go to chatgptdemo.net, um, that will bring up this uh, ChatGPT uh, environment that you can play around with and um, test out your prompting prompting skills. Who is that book by, Marnie? Uh, went to, left well, for a little while, but it's, it's uh, Matt, um, Matt Westgate. Okay. It's on Amazon. It's great. Yeah, I, didn't, I mispronounced the... Whole title of the book is "Go Prompt Yourself: The Definitive Guide to Meta Prompting." Chat GPT. All right. Wow. I mean, if somebody would have come up to me and said, "How is your meta prompting on Chat GPT?" If they would have come up to me a year ago and said that, I'm like, "Excuse me, what planet are you from? What planet am I from?" Um, anyway, uh, let's see what is bubbling up in the uh, tech universe today. Um, Wow, Elon Musk has removed a Holocaust-denying post from the uh, t- formerly Twitter platform. That's shocking. Um, it's, uh, it, it amazes me some of the things that get through the get through the fence. You know, it's um, let's see here. Pioneering wind-powered cargo ship sets sail. All right, isn't Little- that isn't that like a snake eating its tail? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well because I, I think those are ro- they, there's like instead of being a sail it's like a rotational thing and it uses the wind energy to picks up the wind from the, the in these rotational sails and, uh-huh. and use it I can't remember if it uses to thrust the ship or just generate power uh-huh this they're very interesting look I you know it's um yeah I've, I've seen like five or six proto pre-prototype mm-hmm. things you know people looking for uh funding that i've read into a little bit yeah i actually came across a uh an advertisement i I think it may have been they were looking for like gofundme um for a um completely self-powered uh leisure yacht it was it was going to be like a charter you know like a charter cruise cruise yacht uh completely wind powered so yeah that's pretty cool um What's going on in your tech world there, Modern Marty? Well, uh, going back to your artificial intelligence, this is interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, a judge, a U.S. federal judge ruled that AI-generated art cannot be copyrighted. Okay. It has to have a human, it says human beings 
or an essential part of a valid copyright claim. Mm -hmm. So this gentleman, if I can understand this right, using AI, which is not using, not paying, not, not uh, compensating copyrighted sites to develop the image, wants to copyright his said image. Got it. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that the same must be the case with music as well. So, um, you know, I, I kind of started to go down the rabbit hole of trying to get ChatGPT to actually compose a song, like, you know, actually write chords and stuff. And uh, I, I got into a whole um, hornet's nest of um, w rules and, um, I don't know, what do you call it, guidance as to how to construct the, the, uh, the prompts. And I'm like, okay, I just glazed over and... Uh, it takes. I'm a tech guy. It takes a lot to get me to glaze over, but uh, it's. I'm. I don't know if I've got the wherewithal to do that. So, nine seven zero nine six three two nine seven six. You are listening to Geek Speak here on KDNK, and uh, we actually have a uh, additional um, an auxiliary geek in the house uh, with Modern Marty today. He hung around after his show was over, um, very graciously. And uh, chowed down some lunch and came in, and he's pulling the third shift or the second shift or the, the other shift with us. So, uh, did you see the article with the uh, uh, the X glitch wipes out most uh, pictures and links tweeted before December f uh, December twenty fourteen? No, that's so, awesome. So yeah, there's a, a bunch of broken. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm guessing a big chunk of the internet's broken at the moment. Okay, uh, I think got it. So. This was released on August twentieth this, this morning. So or I thought all you, I thought all you have to do is Google the word Google, and you can break the internet. That's what I. So, oops, I've broken the internet several times. Then <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun. So uh, let's see. I was looking at an article because um, you know robotexts are getting to be a real problem, and um, I came across an article uh, on USA USA Today's Tech News, um, and they're you know, basically talking about why it is so difficult um, to squash robotexts. And, um, you know, it's pretty much the same situation as it is with, with email. It, it's just, it's a moving target. You know, the minute you go in and blacklist and, you know, flag as spam uh, a particular message you got, and the guy just goes and gets another email address, and uh, you get hit again. So then you have to decide about blocking domains, and it's just, yeah. Or you have to do, go the complete other direction and go, I'm whitelisting only. Yep. So yep. instead of going through and blacklisting mm -hmm. uh, the ones that are in trouble, you just say, I'm only talking to the people that I are in my contact list or something like that, which mm -hmm. really kind of, well, and it, <clears throat> it's been a long time since I've read up RFC 1855, oh, Netiquette Guidelines. Do, do tell. Please. So, so basically it's netiquette guidelines. So it's the idea is like how to conduct yourself uh, like through email and electronic transmissions on the internet. Okay. So if you want to go read it, it's a, actually a pre, it's a pretty short read. It's a, a good read on. Okay. Um, but basically it comes down to uh, be liberal in what you receive, uh, be conservative in what you send, and, you know, the, what you're doing may cost the person money. It's not, you know, this was written in 1990. When, uh, regarding emails in 1991, mm -hmm. so uh, but it's still an interesting read about, about how to th how you th how you can think about uh, and if you just want to Google, it, you can do netiquette guidelines. Okay. So, uh, but the actual but RFC. I, I've, is I've actually memorized that number RFC 1855. I yep. will not forget that. Yep. So until I get out to my car after the show. Yeah. That is. So, so. Uh, 
but it's like how do you you know kind of work within that construct when you know spammers are sending you thousands of emails and mm-hmm. you, know, how, you know the spam folder works great to some extent but you know, it gets through yeah for some, at least some period of time until everyone goes this is spam and then the mm-hmm. and then the, then the algorithm changes and yeah. throws it in your spam folder exactly and you know it it always kind of cracks me up because you know the first instinct of a lot of people is to well, I'm going to email them back and tell them to stop emailing me, or I'm going to click the unsubscribe link in the email. And um, it, it's been a while since we've talked about this, but um, it might the, the unsubscribe button might be a, a scam. It, it might be a scam, and it's also a just a, a absolute bona fide. Because what a lot of people don't know is that you know these these spammers they'll take a domain name, which is like everything to the right of the at sign. And then they'll basically fire up a random character generator and have it generate about six million emails with you know everything soup to nuts to the left of the at sign. So it's it's just random. I mean, you know, if your email address was txqahrw at gmail dot com, then you'd get one of these spam emails. And I'm not to pick on Gmail or anything, but. Um, you know, a lot of people don't realize just how random those those emails. I mean, some are. of them can be. Yeah, yeah, a lot of yeah. them. Yeah, some some of them are very targeted. Some of them got where you got harvested yeah. out of a list on the black web yeah, or whatever. I, I, I had a uh, a quote de- debt collector mm-hmm. uh, call me last week on my business line, so I let him on for about fifteen minutes, just kind uh-huh. of probing him. He was pretty difficult to probe. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, well, you have you have one thing right, and then mm-hmm. the rest of the st- information you've given me is complete. Bo- complete bs yeah got it. and so it's so you know when somebody calls you and says something like you know give them the fifth degree and really make sure that you can validate what mm-hmm. they're saying and you know, and everything was you know he spit out some floor place in florida it's like i've never lived in florida mm-hmm. yep and so i it, this all this whole conversation kind of uh caused me to think about um or remember uh, my first call today um, I was helping a gentleman who had received a couple of particularly disturbing um, uh, emails. And, um, you know, basically, I think one of them was a phishing scam. And the other one was, I'll describe the other one in just a minute here. But um, the first one, which is particularly locally pertinent, um, purported to be from uh, Sopris um, Surfers. And um, it basically, the, the gist of the email was, um, your Soper Surfers account is about to be discontinued uh, unless you verify your identity by clicking on the link below. And when you click on the link below, what do you know? It asks for your Soper Surfers email address and the password that goes along with it so you can verify your identity. And... Um, was it not Sopers.net or where correct, or whoever correct. that? Yes. If, and, and like so many of these things, the probably, the in, in my opinion, the, the two most glaring things you need to look out for is drill down and, and like click on the sender's name at the, at the very top of the email, which will then reveal their actual email address. Email address, nothing to do with Sopers Surfers, nothing to do with Rise Broadband. Uh, you know, um, it, it was... Yeah, know, so once you dig into it, you go, this is not from... Yeah, he Rise was from Lower, Lower Sardinia or something. I don't know, you know. But um, anyway, um, I'll tell you about the other one in just a second. We've got a phone call coming in. Yep. You're on with the geeks. Hi, lovely. Is, 
Do you, are you taking like um, suggestions? Absolutely. Um, can you play me? Some oh no, we're, we're a talk in? show. Yeah, we're we're a talk show. If you if your computer's broken, uh, you can suggest to us how it might be fixed. Oh no, I don't have a computer. Is that the only way I can talk to you? <laughs> no, you you can call. I back. can talk some shit, but it might not be. Oh, you can't, oh, can't say that, that word. Can't say that Thank word. You. Thank you. Have yeah. a nice day. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Sorry about that. Um, the the other one uh, was this this scam of. Um, I installed a Trojan on your computer two months ago. I've been watching all of your activity. I know what you do when you go to adult websites. I have recordings of it all. I have your entire address book. I'm going to send it to everybody in your address book. Just send me $1,400 worth of Bitcoin um, to this wallet. And um, so anyway, for all those of you out there who might be concerned about an email that reads like that, it's a scam. So... uh, Although it's very unsettling, it's yeah, it's not real. Or you just so. respond with okay, yeah, nothing else. Yeah, because the the customer I just helped out with that email he doesn't even have a webcam. So, and uh, I also had a seventy eight year old woman contact me and tell me that she had received one like that, and um, so it's it's very non discriminating. Yep. Uh, so anyway. Um, we got time for another call. Uh, we got about uh, 10 minutes left here. Uh, 970-963-2976. Give us a call. Um, did you know there's an Adderall shortage? I did hear that there was an Adderall shortage. It's like, it says, are video games helping? That's, what do you think? Do video games take the place of Adderall? I always thought it was the other way. I have no idea. I always thought it was the other way around. Definitely. Um, so... Not not to make light of the medical conditions that require Adderall. It's just Adderall is a really big thing in the um, computer programming community because they pull long, long hours. And um, I don't know if you ever noticed this, guys, but the, a lot of times the build date on a final EXE, uh, which is the final executable of a program, is like 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, okay, I know what those guys were doing. Like, <laughs> so anyway... Well, uh, hey, Marty, I'm sorry to leave you out over there. What what else you got going on, man? Oh, I'm just diving into, yeah, into, into your rabbit hole of chat GBT and AI. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Cool, cool, it's, cool. It's, it's uh, going very quickly. Yeah. Things are changing very fast. Uh-huh. It's yeah. easy to be lost. Yeah, I'm still just very surprised that, that the arts were kind of the first thing to, get, to kind of take a hit uh-huh. uh, from from these systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, since, like, the apparently the, the voiceover community is like reeling because they're like oh we just need like you know we just need you to say like the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog and we'll just have the ai calculate your the rest of your voice and we can just program your voice now uh-huh yeah well yeah i mean when i first heard because you know a big part of this actor's strike has to do with the concept of um scanning an actor it's like they capture their image on screen and i think if they like something like if they get 30 to 45 seconds of that's yeah, not it's not because it used to be like you know d- uh, during the obama administration it was thousand oh, yeah, it was I, like I it was like a thousand hour you know to do a deep fake it was maybe you know a thousand hours or 1500 hours uh-huh. of material was required to generate a deep fake uh-huh. And now, now we're talking about you know for a voice we're talking you know two, I think the article I read said two seconds, uh-huh. and yeah. and you're talking about for a, a a body double you're talking a minute, 
yeah. know, 45 seconds or something. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's just a st- astonishing, you know, it went from thousands of hours of data to s- under a minute in, yeah. you know, in eight years. Yeah. No, it's, um, it really, it, it's going to be interesting to see where it all goes. You know, it's, um, I, uh, you remember a number of years ago, uh, I came across a site called, uh, will robots take my job? Yeah. Yeah. I always thought that was fun. And I always thought I was really smart because I, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm, I, I can totally outsmart this thing. And I put in robot technician as, as like that, you know, that's my job. And it came back and it said, no, 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 no. Robots are watching you. It's like, They're you, be you, fixing you will be replaced by a robot. Just give it time, you know? So, hmm. yeah. I always thought that was good. So. I wonder if that uh, site's been updated just to take into account the new new systems. Well, let's find let's go out. Let's find right out, now. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, robots Ooh. take my job. I think hmm. I'll put, I'm going to put in a radio host. There you go. Radio personality. <laughs> too, too late. Already done. <laughs> there we go. Radio, radio host. Here we go. Host. Let's see your broadcast announcement announcers and radio disc jockeys. Let's try that one. Okay. I thought it was trying oh. to sell me something. Oh, it there. is trying to sell you something. All right. All right. There's a 51% risk level <laughs> in our job. Hmm. Based and on 90 uh, votes. Growth negative. Interesting. Huh? Growth minus 11% by 2031. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, we need to go back to robot technician. Yeah, yeah there we go. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, got a few more minutes. 970-963-2976. Yeah. See what else we can find here. See if we get some updated robot technicians. Yeah, there we go. It's even a, it's, its own category. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, not as bad, though. Not no, as bad no. as a radio post. No, I'm not in as much danger as a robot technician. I should, however, plan on making only $60,000 a year. Yes. Or $29.12 an hour. So, so mm-hmm. anyway. There we go. Yeah. Let's see. What else is just in here? You got anything over there, Marty? You're just digging down in the... Just digging deep in some rabbit holes here, but nothing no. riveting like... A All right. We got another call. Oh, great. You're on with the geeks. Hey. Hi. This is Diane calling. Yes, Diane. And, Diane. and I have... Hi, I have a question. Okay. Um, did you already talk about whitelist and what that means? I, I tuned in about halfway through your show. Whitelist. I get a lot of white. I get a lot of spam about various things, you know, economic stuff, and assuming that I'm um, not uh, that I'm right wing, let's say. And, okay. Um, and when I scroll down, sometimes I unsubscribe and, and I see this thing whitelist. And um, what should I do with those? What's the safest way to get rid of them? Did you already talk about that, maybe? We I did don't not. Know. Yeah. We, we okay. will. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, what, what, re- well, what platform are you on? Are you on uh, Gmail or? Um, no, I have um, just, on, well, yeah, on my phone. Um, okay. Well, so like, whatever it is on my iPhone. Okay. It's well, it could not be, really Gmail. It could be anything. Um, so yeah. basically, when I'm talking about a whitelist, I'm talking about like a server side whitelist. So like, if you were going, let's just I'm going to talk about uh, Gmail. You could go in 
and you'd go it, log into your Gmail, go to uh, mail settings, and then there's, uh, I think, filtering, and then there's, so, whitelist. So, basically, let's say uh, you sign up. What in this in the instance they're talking about for you? Let's say you're you want so a whitelist is something you want to get. It's whitelisted. A blacklist would be something you don't want to get. Um, so you I, can go into filtering and you could say whitelist and say uh, you know white wing what so like uh, maybe Infowars or something. Uh, so like mm-hmm. maybe you could say every every email address at Infowars uh, okay. is allowed yeah, to go straight to your inbox. But you could do the opposite where you could say blacklist everything at Infowars and then you'd never see anything from Info the, that domain ever again. Huh. So uh, okay. what they're doing what they're in, in that case, so if you're getting a newsletter and it says whitelist, they're basically saying, uh, you know, maybe the spam detectors would detect us as spam and put it in spam. And so you could whitelist uh-huh. it and they would not never go to spam. It would always go to your inbox or wherever you've instructed it to go. Does that make okay. sense? Um, well, sort of, because I, um, I don't have Gmail. I just have the mail program on my iPhone. Yeah. And I, I have Sopras.net. And, okay. and you can Rise- do this. Broadband. Yeah, so you can log into your Sopras.net account, webmail, and they should have some filtering options in there as well for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so. well, I often just right-click on the where it's from and choose block this contact, and then yep. I don't know whether it's best to delete it or move it to incoming spam or yeah. Yeah, put you it pre- in junk. You can, you can block it and, uh, let's see, does they, do they do that integration with IMAP? I can't remember. So um, if they do that, in, you can say mark as spam or move uh-huh. whichever. There's a little button right. in there. So, but, but if you already blocked it, you're never going to – it's going to go – it's just going to go to the ether. It's never – you won't see it again because right. you've blocked the well, center. I and I don't even – Yeah, I do that every time. But but um, I heard you say that unsubscribe is is – you're just giving them more information. You, you may be if it's if it's if if it's illegitimate that is the case. If it's legitimate it should actually work. But yeah, if it's like it's way, if it's wayfair.com or something then you hit the unsubscribe and they're going to they'll take that as a unsubscribe, should you, I, you know. Should but, I you know. not do the unsubscribe when I'm sure it's spam? Oh, only but, yeah, only on uh you know ones that are like just glaringly, you know, junk garbage senders, I would say. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so if it's if yeah, if, you know if there's if this if the formatting, the spelling, all that stuff's kind of off, just block uh-huh. it, you know. But if it's some, okay. if it's from a company that you've done business with, or maybe one of their affiliates, yeah, then we, everything looks legitimate. Yeah. You're probably in pretty yeah. good shape to say unsubscribe. Yeah. But you just got to be careful and you know mouse over it and make sure you can kind of tell where it is. Although it's harder on an iPhone. Okay. Yeah. And we okay. got to run. All right. Yeah. yeah. Thanks okay, for the call. Thank you. Yeah. So, okay. Have a good bye one. Bye. Yeah. You've been thank listening you. to Geek Speak on KDNK. I'm your host Matt McGriff from Roaring for Help Desk in studio with Louie the Computer Guy and Modern Marty. Thanks a lot, Matt, for running the board. Yep, absolutely. And we'll see you in a couple weeks. See you in a couple weeks. Yep.